The opinions expressed by the guests and contributors of this podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Cornell University or its employees. Welcome to a new season of the Inclusive Excellent Podcast. My name is Erin Semberchase. My name is Toral Patel. And my name is Bert Odom-Reed. And you are listening to the Inclusive Excellent Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. So good to be back here with all of you. Oh, I'm so glad to be back with both of you in the studio again. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you back. So what's everybody been up to since we concluded our last season? Been lots of fun summer activities for me. A little bit of traveling and a little bit of just staying home with the kids and uh, and the family. So uh, I went to Dallas and back for a few days, and that was my big trip. And then I took a little mini, couple of mini trips to Vermont and one to Canada. Oh, wow. I know. Nice. How about how about both of you? You know, my husband and I decided that we have lived in the Finger Lakes region for years and years and years, and yet we've never actually acted like tourists right. in our own area. You know, people come from all over the country to right. this part, especially in the summer. So we're like, you know what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be tourists. So we did a couple of, I guess, what they call staycations, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the Finger Lakes region, and it was lovely. It was lovely to not have to travel far, but still feel like we got away. Yeah, where did you stay, Kay? We stay Is that Kay, a word? Yeah, we stay <laughs> Kay to Watkins Glen, uh, New York, which for people who don't know, have some amazing gorges and waterfalls and that sort of thing that we enjoyed walking. Well, to be clear, we took the shuttle up to the top <laughs> and then walked down. So, yeah, Aaron does not walk up. There so, you go. <laughs> yeah. that, that was my idea of a vacation, yes. Bert, how about you? Did you guys do anything exciting? Yes, it's been a, it was a travel family summer mm. uh, for us, and a little bit of uh, a few things here in Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the big milestone was the graduation of my daughter, and then oh. taking her to college. Oh, so wow. one full van with her and her stuff, yes. and then an empty van on the way oh. back. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's but it was it was a nice transition, and I think she's gonna do really well at Hampton. Oh, that's great! That's great. Now, is this is this your first to go off to college, or uh, I do have an older one who went off to college, but uh, it was a he, so you know that emotional tie is different. Yes. It's like, all right, kid, yeah. All right, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> see ya at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> needed, yeah, so but but it was it was it was difficult. And of course with um with my daughter Trinity's eight year old brother. Aww. It was he had some words which made us all tear up. But you know, I was like, Trinity, you're gonna do well. I'm going so proud of you. And it was yeah, so we were it was a mess. They're so much nicer than Kate, hey, can I have your room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so it's we're uh it, it was a transitional summer but mm-hmm. a, a nice one. That's great. Well we all work at Cornell, and we just got through a couple, you know, weeks of opening, and lots of parents like you, Bert, moving their kids in, dropping them off. So I'm not a parent like the two of you, but I've seen enough parents crying that I can appreciate how hard that that would be. Yeah. 
So here we are in another new year, a uh, new season of our podcast. Uh, I personally am really excited to, to do this with all of you. And we've been um, lining up some folks that we're going to be talking to. And uh, I'm excited to sort of tease a little bit what we're talking about. But I think before we tease that, it's good to sort of talk about what are some of the things that are happening here at Cornell that might sort of be prompting some of the conversations that we have this year. And I think one of the big things for people who aren't aware is that our president, uh, President Martha Pollack, has really put a lot of emphasis for the entire community around focusing this year on really thinking about freedom of expression and what does that really mean and look like in a society and on a campus where you have tremendous diversity of thoughts, of views, of perspectives, which are all welcomed in theory and can then, of course, raise some, some interesting questions and challenges around how does that look and feel when we also exercise our right to freedom of expression. Curious what you two, I know you've been seeing and hearing and reading just as much as I have about this theme that, that is really emerging this year. What are your thoughts about it? I, I, I feel similarly as you that I'm, I'm kind of excited to explore that this year with, you know, the various guests that we will have on the podcast, because I think there are so many different sides that we could explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm kind of excited and also really to, to, to even talk about the work that we're doing here at the university as a whole, too, around this topic and around this theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for um, for me, it was um, significant that this was the March on Washington again, mm-hmm. and the interesting parallels with the past and the present, where freedom of speech really is important to actually build a society that we can actually live in. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought it was I thought it was um, nice that uh, President Pollock had the the theme this year of the freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we can put freedom of expression to work. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and really find comfort in the discomfort, yes, yes, uh, which I know has been kind of challenging, particularly over the last several years. It's getting harder to be comfortable with the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate what she says about that. That's the complexity when you're trying to uphold, you know, values of freedom of expression, but also uphold values of of respecting and welcoming diversity and inclusion. But sometimes those two values sort of end up rubbing up against each other, yeah. not always in a in a way that feels good to everybody. Yeah. Um, that's hard to do, right? And that's kind of the the great thing about the things that we will be exploring this year, right? So we'll, we'll be kind of diving into that, right? Mm-hmm. We will, we'll be getting deep into the uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I liked what she said uh, in one of her opening statements this year. It's important to uphold those values of freedom of expression and being a community of belonging, even if you can't do it perfectly. Yeah. At least doing it in a manner that she said does both justice. Yes. And I thought that was an interesting way to put it because I think that's how I heard it or read it is that, yeah, neither one's going to always feel that great (laughs) or look exactly the way you think it should look and sound. But the point is, if you really do allow space for everybody to express their views and their ideas, then it's not going to be perfect. Maybe a better way to say it is not going to feel the same to everybody. So along with that theme, we're also going to be talking about things that are happening kind of across our, our country and across the world in this in the DEI space mm-hmm. as well with our guests. So I'm kind of, uh, you know, curious to hear about some of the things that you have heard about that, you know, you'd like to talk about this year. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, you know, last season we really um, focused on, with a lot of our guests, sort of, I guess you could say defining what things like inclusion and belonging mean and yeah. what they look like, which I think was, was really interesting because we saw that, again, it, it feels and looks different to everybody. Mm-hmm. But this season, I agree that I think what we're going to be doing is drilling down even more into, yeah, that's great if we know what it is or what it should look like. But it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? right? It's a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, it's more complex. And as we are seeing at some of, uh, you know, other universities and, right. and kids, you know, they're really having a lot of disagreements, yes. <laughs> debates, uh, whatever word you want to use around that very thing about, you know, where do diversity and inclusion fit or belong when you are in a workplace or when you are in your teaching, you know, educational curriculum. And there's some challenging things happening that may or may not be happening here where we are, but I think you one could argue it happens everywhere in some degree, right. <laughs> whether a micro or a macro level. And um, I think it is going to be important to dive a little bit more into that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think the DEI space is under attack. Yes. Uh, if I were to say where it came from, it's the national political polarization, which starts there. Yeah. But then we still need to make sure that this type of work and view on our workspace, mm-hmm. our, our families, like everything else still gets done. However, we might have to change the words. And as you mentioned earlier, Aaron, it's not going to look like we, what we thought it was going to look like, but at least it needs to continue. And perhaps all the professionals beginning at Cornell and then beyond with other colleagues at other universities can come up with those ideas that will allow the DEI work to, um, to continue in a way that is, is prosperous for all. And I think, Aaron, you mentioned this, and, and, and Aaron and I actually had a conversation earlier today regarding the idea that diversity is so much more than what we've kind of always talked about, which is, you know, typically we focus on race, sometimes gender and ethnicity. And yet, you know, in, in a conversation earlier today, we said there was diversity of thought, diversity of experiences, um, so much more involved in, in what encompasses diversity as a whole. And, and so that would be something that I think I look forward to exploring with some of our guests as well. Well, and I think that, um Personally speaking, I feel like, you know, with some of these assaults that we've had on DEI, some of it is based on some, what I think has gotten lost in translation (laughs) as to what, you know, what diversity, equity, inclusion are really about. I think that there's maybe some confusion, some misunderstanding, some some just outright inaccurate (laughs) information as to what those things actually mean in an educational workplace environment. So... I guess from my perspective, I feel like we have to, and maybe that's part of our job this year. Part of our job is to re-clarify, you know, what that actually means. And the fact that that does, as you both said, actually mean and apply to everyone. It is not just about certain groups of people. None of it is. It actually is about every single person. So you're helping people realize if if you think there should be no you know, efforts to think about these topics or talk about these topics, then you, you, in some ways you're also censoring yourself, <laughs> you know, and you're censoring our ability to know you and what your thoughts and feelings and perspectives are, which I don't think is actually what you want. Right. 
right. you, you know, especially if you want free speech and free expression. So it's, just, it's interesting to me that I'm not sure there's been enough conversation around that angle, right, that perspective. To, to, it's a lot of disagreement rather than stopping and saying, wait, let me clarify. Right. <laughs> I think you're missing something here. Yeah, and I, I almost like going back to Cornell's I- initial motto, right, any person, any study, and what does that really truly mean and who does that truly involve, right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's something that we could explore this year as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, actually, and if you choose any two people, any two people on the planet, each of those two people, when they meet, will have something they disagree on. Correct. And I think getting folks to be comfortable with I am going to think differently than yeah. you. I am going to have a different experience than you. But yet we can celebrate each of those paths to come to a whole that is is uh, positive rather than negative. Because that's what's going to make our organization ultimately better, right? Because each of us brings that different opinion, different path, different thought process. As an as a organization, we are better off having those different perspectives than we would be if it was just you know monotone across the board. Well, and I think that, again, what gets lost is, you know, in any day of the week, no matter how well I might get along with a friend or a coworker, you know, there's going to come a time when we're not going to agree. Correct. Does that mean that I'm going to quit? Right. <laughs> right? Or, you know, unfriend you? or And unfortunately, I think that is happening, you know, to some extent. But, you know, or it's like, well, that's just that immediately cuts out, you know, a lot of opportunity. And, and again, getting comfortable with the fact that we all have a lot of complexities to each of us. I think that's the other thing, too, is realizing that, that we are all complex individuals. Right. And just because, you know, somebody knows that I, I'm a woman with a disability, that doesn't mean you know, you know, what my political beliefs are or what my sexual orientation is or what my family background and dynamic is that may all be very different than what you might assume, right? you know, based on the two things you do know about me. And I think, unfortunately, as a society, we have forgotten that, that people are more than, you know, one doesn't automatically mean another. One type Correct. of identity doesn't automatically mean you, are, you also have these other identities, you know. I kind of like what you said here, Aaron, about the idea that just because you and I have differing opinions on something that like we can no longer be friends. Right. <laughs> or or if we disagree, then then I, one of us has to quit in order for this to yeah. this or this department or this organization to continue. And that to me makes no sense. And it's never made any sense because the goal is that because we actually have differing opinions, maybe that'll help our elevate the department to a different level because yeah. we come in with different perspectives. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's the, the piece that we miss because we get into this idea that one of us is right and the other one is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you don't agree with me, then for some reason that creates this huge barrier between the two. And that and to your point, the 50 other identities that we hold and, and perspectives that we bring that we don't have anything in common because this one thing you and I disagree on, but maybe there's 10 other things that you and I do agree on. And what happens to that conversation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think what we're talking about is how do we turn that passion of who we are into progress right. mm-hmm. of where we are? You know, it's reminding me of a quote that um, I read recently from Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. who I believe is, um, he wrote a pretty well-known book, I think Seven Highly Effective Habits for People. But I've not read it. I haven't been effective in reading it, but I've heard about it. 
<laughs> but what Stephen said, and I don't know why this quote hit me hard, but it did. He said, most people don't listen with the intent to understand. Correct. They listen with the intent to reply. That is correct. And I thought, that really, that is, how many times have one of you been asked by somebody, so what do you think about, I don't know, I'll just pick a random topic, what do you think about climate change? And you start to answer, and then they immediately, like, interrupt, let me tell you what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, and it's just a bunch of cynical like, well, then you really didn't want to know what I think. Yeah. You just wanted to open up the opportunity for you to say what you think, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's the, uh, I call it wait to talk. Are you a, an actual listener or are you a person waiting to talk? Yes, yes. And as somebody who loves to talk, <laughs> that is something that I'm realizing I have to, and that's why, honestly, doing these podcasts has helped me because I had to make sure, okay, don't, it's not about me, right? Not about me to get my thing in. It's, it's a chance to really listen and get to know our guests and understand their perspectives and, and so forth. And listen. I think you're doing really well listening. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think Thank so. Thank you, Boot. Thank you. I will. I will take out my fishing rod now. That was <laughs> <laughs> now that I have beaded my compliment. Thank you. <laughs> now that you set us up to compliment you. Exactly. <laughs> so in in you know in reality doing exactly what we just talked about, which is great. Um, so you know what the, this is so great. Talking to the two of you is always phenomenal, and I'm so excited uh, this season to explore these topics and many many more. Um, so just to kind of talk about this season, Aaron, can you tell our listeners just a little, give a little bit of a preview of what they can expect this season? Just a little bit just of a, a preview. Little, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a preview. Um, yeah, I, I, what I'm excited for as we've been starting to line up guests is that, you know, like I said, we're going to really dive a little bit into some of these, the complexities and the challenges that arise when you, when you do work in a, in a diverse place. And though, one thing that we are going to keep true to is that this is a platform to hear from all different kinds of people, all different levels of Cornell, all different job functions and titles, maybe people that don't always because they're not, you know, quote unquote, at the top, or, you know, leadership, or however you want to define that. It's a chance to really hear from, from typical employees to share their stories, to share their stories, share their personal and professional paths to and at Cornell, but then also their thoughts on some of these complex issues that we're all dealing with. Some of the things we're going to explore more are things like the fact that we work in a very intergenerational workforce. I just learned last year that this is like, I think, the first time in history that there's five generations of the workforce represented at once. Five generations, yeah. yeah. So that really is eye-opening. It's like, oh, wow. And, and at, at a certain point, I forget the year, that will not be the case again for like another, you know, umpteen right. <laughs> number of years. And so... One could say, oh, well, that's a problem. That, no wonder it's so hard to, you know, get along with certain people or work with certain people. But I, one could also see it as an amazing opportunity that we have five generations of wisdom and knowledge and experience getting to come together. So that's an example of something that we're going to talk about this year. We're also going to be talking about things like 
wellness and well-being mm. and, and those industries, you know, both as industries but also as concepts that more and more workplaces are realizing are things that employers need to care about, right? There's no longer, oh, wellness and well-being, fitness, you do that on your own time. Right. You know, there's been quite a shift, I think, over the last 10 or so years of appreciating how that intersects with our work life and what that means. But also, I think, diving into those kinds of opportunities and the fact that maybe they haven't always felt accessible or inclusive to everyone, you know, and what does that look like and um, how has that been shifted? Um, so, yeah, those are just a few examples. As always, we're going to talk about, you know, get more thoughts and opinions around, you know, management practices, leadership practices that really do support, again, that idea of freedom of expression and community and belonging. Well, how do you do that when you are in a leadership position, whether you are leading one person or a team of people, <laughs> however you want to put it? How do you hold both of those values in tandem so that all your employees really do feel like that they are part of the bigger picture here and they are wanted and utilized to help contribute to that and the tensions that can arise and, and how do you deal with that as well um so yeah that's all i'm going to say right now <laughs> we don't want to give everything away no, i don't want to give away everything but i um i am excited about the idea of diving into some topics that we haven't had a chance to dive into before. And again, really thinking about everything we talked about today through some different perspectives that you might not normally think about them through. Well, that, that is exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to explore those topics with you and all of our guests as well. And I'm happy to be a fly on the wall yes. listening <laughs> Well, we could not start the season without Bert. Uh, Bert is very integral. So, yeah, he, we uh, we will let him be a fly on the wall from here on out. Uh, but very happy that you joined the conversation today. Um, also going to continue to have our wonderful editor, Grace, uh, who some of you may remember meeting on our last season, listening to. She's going to continue to support these efforts. And we're excited. As a team, we're very excited to kick off another season. Yay, yay, Grace! Grace. <laughs> <laughs> and yay to all of our listeners. Yes. We're so glad you come back to join us, and we hope you'll continue to, to listen to the episodes. They'll keep coming out twice a month this season, and we hope you'll continue to support us and appreciate these conversations and use them in ways that will help you as well in your everyday life. Thank you all for listening. This podcast is a production of the Department of Inclusion and Belonging in collaboration with the Cornell Broadcast Studio. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and submit a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps new listeners find us and the show. For latest updates on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging at Cornell, be sure to visit diversity.cornell.edu. My name is Toral Patel. And my name is Erin Sambushase. We would also like to thank our co-producer and amazing sound engineer, Bert Odom-Reed, as always, for making us sound wonderful each and every episode. Thanks, Bert. Thanks, me.